Hey everybody, welcome back to We're Just Talking. I'm sitting here with the beautiful and glorious only Carly E. Kamara Spivak. How's it going? That was uh, glorious. Glorious. That was the other adjective. Glorious, yeah. Okay. Um, um, it's good. I'm exhausted. How are you? Uh, I know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm living. I'm, you know, kind of in like a. I feel like I've been kind of in a mental fog. You know, yeah. past, past, I don't know, year, but um, a couple years maybe. But trying to push through that. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot is expected of us, like right now. And when I say a lot, I mean things are starting to go back to the way they were before quarantine. And so now I just feel like, how dare you ask me to do my job? Yeah, no. Um, you know? No, the good thing is, here we are in September. The good thing is, um, things are starting to lighten up a little bit. I believe um, we are progressing, at least here in the Northeast, a little bit better. Um, yeah. But there are still flare-ups, obviously, across other parts of the country. So, you know, like, I don't know. We're just in a continuous spin, and the winter is going to, you know, hit us like a fucking... Mack truck, yeah. Yeah. And flu season, and, probably. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to have that, and then people are going to get sick, and it's like, do I have COVID? Do I not have COVID? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not a scientist nor a doctor but right. um it, and i think the, i think part of i think the biggest thing there is owning that you're not a doctor or a scientist which is no, very yeah. challenging to certain people mm-hmm. like a lot of people are just like i know i have all the answers oh, are you talking about the and, one no i'm sorry go ahead no who did you think i mean well the ones I, that sent me the most are the ones going <laughs> you guys are all stupid because it's sheep. fake yeah you're a bunch of sheep or, or yeah it's yeah. fake it's, it's not real you're letting the government control your actions okay really like okay okay excellent if it'll keep me alive then fine like uh, what yeah I mean, if it'll pe- keep me and the people that i care about alive like okay people are people, people are, yeah and i don't know they're gonna do yeah. say and think whatever so. it is you guys do you guys notice like like your reality right it also it, it might not be someone else's reality 100%. someone else might have yeah. this whole view on what reality is yeah and then like you know maybe i don't and then other people, for example, might look at that person and be like, wow, that person is your just... Your perception is so off. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, you really just live in your own world. And that's, I mean, that's, and it's also not real, but yeah. I mean, if, if it makes you happy, cool. But you know what? Just don't post about it. Don't say shit about it. Keep it to yourself. Mind mm-hmm. your business and move on. Yeah. And I think that's, well, for once, uh, this discussion is relevant to uh, the topic area today. I know that we ramble a lot about quarantine. We piss and we moan about everything that's been going on, but we wanted to do an episode episode and this might be premature because we might just get smacked with like a double i think they're calling it like a twin twin demic like when when flu season hits and now there's two diseases to worry about oh hell yeah yeah we might get we might get smacked and this might just be our karma but we figured we would do an episode about like kind of the things we've learned about ourselves um during this period of time and sort of like a reflection period and like we think it'll be you know at least from my perspective it'll be like more of a positive spin like I hope um, on things that I've learned about myself and things that I've changed for the better. I mean, certainly I've complained enough on this podcast about all the negative stuff, which I mean, is pretty on brand for me. But uh, yeah, we wanted to kind of talk about some of the stuff that we've changed, some of the stuff that we're doing um, differently, some of the stuff we've learned. And I would just like to start with uh, I've learned that I need a dog. So what you know, how do you feel about that? Oh, I mean, I'm, 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 on, I'm on board with that. I would love a pup, but uh, OK, pause. No, you didn't let me finish. I said, but uh, but. But uh, what? You're not, not on board. So No, I am on board. And when we have a... So right now we live in a townhouse. When we have a house house with a yard for the dog to run around and play, then 150%, let's, let's go get him right now. Okay, but the thing is... is There is no thing. No, there is a thing. So quarantine, obviously, and like 
being bored and being limited in things we can do has kind of caused us to start like new habits. One of mine is I've started to go on like walks in the morning. I want to try and make sure that I hit different times of day with my walk because I think it's beneficial at different times of day. I think it's, you know, I've read research that it's beneficial like after a meal or when you've been sitting for a long time, it can be helpful to just move around and go for a walk. So to that point, I just think it would be helpful for my mental health to have a dog to walk with me. And then the dog, it's a win-win. The dog gets the exercise it needs. I get the dog that I need and you just live in harmony and you just don't say anything about it. So we have three cats. Yeah, you keep saying that as if it's relevant, you know, and it's logically flawed. I'll tell you why. It is relevant in a townhouse. No, it's logically flawed because because having three cats is not a rebuttal to my request for a dog. We have three cats. Yeah, but it's not relevant. It is relevant when they start pissing and tearing shit up and shitting all over the place and doing whatever. Like it is relevant when it comes to that. You want to bring you want to bring another animal in here? Yeah. No. Another five would be ideal. It's going to, the three cats we have are going to be spiteful. They're going to be salty. They're going to be angry. They're going to get pissed off. They're going to do hurtful. <laughs> so you'd rather do shit. that? You'd rather do that in like a new nice house and our forever home as opposed to here? A new nice house with, with, that's bigger and has more space and, for them to ruin and has an outdoors area, you know? Okay. Like it's a little different. And then like, you know, the, the, the three cats and the one at dog, because it's going to be a one dog can acclimate to each other. And hopefully a relatively calm, peaceful manner, not, you know, just obsessive chaos. That's gonna, I'm going to hear noises every day, every night as scratching and barking and screaming and yelling and meowing. And just, you know what I, you know what my favorite sound is Carly? My favorite sound is, you know, during the night or the morning, just hearing our, our furniture just get fucking sloshed (laughs) by our cats. I love that. Slash sloshed, whatever you want to call it, by our, our cats. Furniture is getting drunk. Oh yeah, and then I, I come downstairs and, and I just look at our beautiful furniture and the corners of the couches and they're just I mean they're shredded to bits. You know I love that. That's my yeah. favorite. That's I, my, I think my favorite is, yeah. is Clay's meowing early in the morning. Yeah, when he wants his breakfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, oh, and by the way, if you don't give him his breakfast when he wants it, he'll go into the bathroom and, and piss. piss on the rug. That's his new thing, his new spiteful thing, which he has not done in the five years of his life. He's never done that. Well, he does it now. So guess what? Now we have to keep the uh, the, the master ba- bathroom uh, door closed. Yeah. Because if we don't, he's going to go in there, hee, 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 and just take a nice... Hot piss. Hot steaming piss. On our stark white bath mat. Yep. But what's something that you've know. learned in quarantine? Sure. I've learned, I've learned that having three cats is more than enough. No. Yeah. That doesn't fly. Yeah. What have I learned? What else have I learned? Yeah. What else have you learned or done differently? I mean, okay, all right. done I, everything is, different. If, if you don't drink during the week, you're square. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, working out, definitely. I know we always talk about working out, but it is the key. Like during this quarantine, yes, I know like the gyms were limited. I think we spoke about it before. We weren't able to do much weightlifting, but we were able to do a lot of cardio. Yeah. And honestly, that helps with just your physical, um, your, your, your health. It helps with your cognitive abilities as well. So, um, um, alcohol every day and night. Um, make sure you do work out. Um, yeah. That will help you get through it. Um, what else? What else? What else have we learned? I mean, you know what? Maybe we've learned this too. Maybe we've all learned resilience and the fact that we can all adapt to change, even though that it's uncomfortable and yeah. something that none of us have ever done before. Yeah, which we've talked about on our earlier. What episode was that? Shit. Uh, I don't even know. Somewhere in season Embracing one, but... change is mm-hmm. obviously important to us. I believe we talked about it on our pilot episode. 
probably um, did. and probably like one of the first episodes in the first season you go back and look at our catalog to see it'll say in the note the show notes uh, you're correct so um, embracing change and adapting to it and then also that comes with the times too like you know as the years go on it's like an old person now no offense as the years go on no offense to you old people that are listening to our millennial yeah, podcast yeah boomers I mean yeah, um, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding um, but as the years go on like things change times change people change like you have to learn how to you have to have an open mind and like be willing to adapt and progress with change because again as time goes on nothing's going to be like how it used to be people people like to say oh back in the day or back in my day whatever like that this is how we did it yeah yeah absolutely that's how you did it back at that time and that's 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 great but you know now <laughs> we yeah. do it this way and this is and this is why because the years go on and yeah. we move on and, and we have other generations and that's just how it happens like you yeah nasa is trying to put a, um you know more people um male female on the moon by 2024 mm-hmm. right and then eventually hit mars so i mean that's like where we're where we're leaning to leaning towards you know what can i get on that that flight yeah i wouldn't that, mind can i get on that one-way ticket I don't see. I don't know how they're doing it now. I know a couple of years ago, this is now, now the nerdy side of me is coming out. A couple of years ago, there was like a there was like a recruitment, right? Sign up. It's a one way yeah. ticket. Your ass is going to Mars, but you are but not you're coming not back. Coming back, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the plan anymore. I don't know if that fell through. I do know again. Of course, they are trying to send uh, more astronauts back to the moon and to create some kind of uh, base camp or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously, you can come back from the moon. It's uh, it's like a, yeah, I've watched the movie Apollo thirteen. I think it's like a three day four day flight. That so was the um, understatement of the year. You've watched movies like that 5,000 times oh my god each. so Apollo 13 and first man by far like some of the best astronaut movies ever just created oh you know what well I don't really consider it an astronaut movie but also um it's on all the time with um what movie gravity well yeah gravity's great too but the one the other one interstellar not well that was that was also a good one <laughs> Armageddon that's also an excellent movie okay Julian, but, no 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 the stay one, on task what are you talking about <laughs> with um Matt Damon it's always on he's stuck on oh, Mars Martian Martian yeah that yeah. one's phenomenal the as Martian well. I think it's the Martian the Martian so and, and things like that I feel like you become more in tuned with and you learn more about it because you're just like endlessly bored and you're just like well especially in the earlier months of quarantine like you see like one little thing on the news you're like let me research that until i can get a phd in it at least that's my like thinking i'm just like let me just and it's usually something that's going to sabotage or torment my mind you know that's that self-destructive kind of behavior that i can't escape but um anyway yeah i like will see something like that and i'm just like wow I need to know everything there is to know about that. But like generally speaking, I am that person, but like quarantine and like being in my house all the time and having all this extra time on my hands, it was exacerbated by that. Wouldn't you say? Or you're not, you're not too much. I mean, you will research certain things, but you're not like rabbit hole, like... Goodbye no, I'll, I'll reach those things like going to the moon and yeah. going to Mars. Space. And, um, I mean, in, and obviously not to get into it, but I have found, my, found myself more recently have been more in tune to learning everything I can about certain political things going on within the country. Yeah. Not to bring up politics. Social issues. Yeah, definitely not going to do Mostly that. Mostly social issues for you. I think it's social issues yeah. for me, um, for sure. Like and I military. try to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I try to. Um, I don't like, to, for one, something about me, I don't get into conversations that, like, if I don't really, really understand or know what. Yeah. I'm talking about like if I don't have anything to really add to the conversation I'll just be quiet and not and try not to say shit or I'll straight up admit like yeah I don't really know a whole lot on this topic yeah so but that alone drives me crazy so what I will do afterwards is I will go in and I will obsess over certain things and I will literally read everything I can read and, and try to you know just learn what I can and then absorb it and then take it and then translate into where, however I think you know uh, whatever you know you know what I mean um, kind of figure out where your own stance is I, to figure out what, what I believe where my stance is and, and, and yeah 
and that's really it so um yeah we hope to do an episode on hot button issues and voting and stuff like that as we get closer to election day but we i mean we could go on for the rest of this episode about that but we will definitely be having an episode on that we hope to have a guest lined up for that because neither myself nor julian are the political expert so we're hoping to have somebody with like a, a deeper knowledge of that kind of stuff uh come on to our show later in either sometime in well i guess it would have to be sometime in october yeah yeah but in terms of things that are a little bit more light i found myself and i think i don't know if i've talked about this on previous episodes i know i like had a mental note to talk about it like in one of the intros but i saw like on well social media just went nuts like i mean social media had music challenges and dancing challenges and tiktok really took off and like all this other stuff i feel like was a huge function of like everybody being on their phones like more than ever before because again we're all bored we don't know like you know we're not getting human interaction as much as we would like so i feel like the social media channels were like really at an all-time high but i was watching a series of videos about depression cooking like and i don't mean that like like depressed people cooking which also would be interesting i'm talking about like the great depression um And there was this very old woman, and I believe she passed away, God rest her soul. She, I think she was making these videos like back in 2013 or something like that, 2014. And she was like in her 90s, and she would just make these recipes like in her now modern home of things that she used to eat during the Great Depression, like with her family. And I just find like little nuggets of history like that so fascinating. Like I think I saw it on like, it was like a BuzzFeed or like Goodful or something like that on Facebook where I saw the first video and it was like harvesting dandelions outside and making like a dandelion green salad. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. which I know dandelion greens, like, I mean, I'm sure like your local hipster has them every morning for breakfast, but they have like bagged and washed dandelion greens at the store but this woman would go out in her yard and literally pick the weeds like the the yellow flowers and then like pull the pull the leaves off of it and make a salad like a lemon vinaigrette salad out of it sounds pretty good it does sound good and i think it is good but i just think it's super aggressive to like especially with the way pesticides are set up and like the way you know you fertilize your lawn and you know whatever like i don't know but she would just wash it and like wash all the dirt off and just like you know she's like so if i needed absolutely needed to i could get like this food in my backyard at any time which is super on brand for the depression because you were forced to eat things that like yeah so, hey, were very that that's that's true to that point if you think it's a struggle now yes there you go i mean imagine the, the yeah. great depression yeah yeah it brought total like yeah it put everything in perspective too i think that's part of the reason why i liked it right like this is nothing we've had doordash we've had uber eats oh my God. we've had curbside pickup i mean now now you have for the most part you have indoor dining you know at 25 percent capacity so i yeah. mean this is if you have people from the great depression who went through the great depression who are still alive today which is very small amount right of people like yeah they probably this pandemic isn't shit to them they're probably yeah. like what nothing nothing changed and then changed. i just like put fine. my tail between my legs and i'm like i yelled at the uber eats representative the other day because they didn't bring my fucking french fries fast enough well that was bullshit that one day was it, was it <laughs> no no was it uber eats it was uber eats like we it ordered uber, okay fair, in fairness we ordered hours and they just in, closed yeah. yeah three hours in they're like oh well the driver didn't make it in time it's like we ordered it at like six three hours ago yeah, yeah it's nine thirty now so it closed at nine we're talking about the driver didn't make it right, <laughs> we right. It three hours ago yeah no that was that was a problem but but yeah in terms of struggle like we've been extremely lucky and i think that bears repeating a million times during this episode you know julian and i were both employed fully throughout this whole thing there was no blip in you know or breakdown in our life 
Um, I know that, you know, we're still suffering the economic downturn as a result of this pandemic. And there's plenty of people without jobs and plenty of people that are put at risk, significant risk every day doing their jobs. So it's not lost on us that we've been so lucky in terms of uh, of being able to continue to work and in a relatively safe environment. Although Julian has been an essential worker this whole time. So there was a little a little lapse there. And in, uh, in terms of safety for his job, he was uh, it was kind of trial and error. Yeah. Like for for me, it was basically like, um, yeah, be safe. But like, but like you need to do your job. You, yeah. And you're, you're good. first and foremost. Yeah. So, um, and there was like a small like outbreak. It, it was, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very close. Very close to it. Um, yeah. People, people um, diagnosed, you know, still diagnosed coming to work. with it. Yeah. Like, you know, just very like Jesus Christ, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Made me anxious all the time because the truth well, of the matter is it's not, and I hate when people say this, but it, you know, for clarity, it's not that I'm worried about me or Julian getting this disease. It's, my my fear of my parents julian's mother like my grandmother you know the people that are in the high risk group that's who i'm concerned about so it's never really been about me or right. or julian like because i you know although although the risk is definitely there for people our age and people of our level of health but obviously it's significantly higher for people in certain risk categories mm-hmm. and autoimmune compromised and you know in a certain age group and oh well, now i want to rewind to what we were talking about before i know i saw something the other day someone said something like COVID has actually only killed like I don't know three percent of people diagnosed who died from it, and, and they were like, so they actually died of um, lingering issues, pre-existing, pre-existing issues that they had. It's like or coexisting, right? Yeah. And it's just like, uh, yeah, but because they got COVID was the reason why that exacerbated, yeah, and yeah. that's why they died. So yes. like, oh, well, they didn't actually die of COVID. They died, no, no, but it's like no. <laughs> again, people just like shit post all over like Facebook and like Instagram and stuff, and then you have these poor medical professionals who have been through enough that have to come in and be like. I have to explain this to you idiots again like you see like an epidemiologist or even even just like a general doctor come on and like do a live video or do some sort of video that's like let me explain to you why what you're saying is dangerous and untrue like and it's just it's just really hard to watch because you think about all the stuff these people have been through and all the risk that they've put themselves up of, up in front of to to help the greater good of everybody else like i know i have and i've said this before i have friends that are nurses in really vulnerable spots you know whether it be the emergency room the icu even rehab facilities like those were some of the pla- places that were hit so hard as a function of what they do what services they provide mm-hmm. so to hear like people second guessing and like being like ha got you it's not that bad like ha i found evidence ha, I found like it's almost like a gotcha tactic and it's just so outrageous to me that like again i don't pretend to be the expert or the scientist and i don't think anybody else should be like i mean it's just <clears throat> and to doubt science like the way people are and like turning everything into a constitutional crusade is just like <laughs> so I, I mean of course you know things that i were totally outside my purview of anything that could happen during this pandemic are happening so it's just like I, i'm just not surprised anymore yeah you know and a lot a lot of it like you see obviously well two different things in one sentence but you get you've seen a, a, right now a ton of divide in this country but you've yeah. seen a lot of unity as well and the things that like like hurt us the most are the people who just don't give a f- excuse i know i'm cursing a lot in this episode yeah. but it, it's coming from the heart just don't give a fuck about other people you know like i'm gonna do me and mine and this that me 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 like that's what the problem is though yeah with a lot of things in this world me 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 we should be looking out for each other we should be trying to take care of each other yeah you know like not like me 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 i don't want 
to wear a mask. My rights, blah, 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 blah. My it's like, rights. Asshole, huh. it's not about you. It's yeah. about the other person. But you don't you don't give a fuck. Yeah, but then you tell that person <laughs> it's not about you. It's about the other person. And their response is, well, they're wearing a mask. So I don't have to if I don't want to. And it's like. Fail. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like the most basic request. Like the way that everybody is so like high on their high horse about this. Like just wear your mask. Like what? It's never been a question for me ever. It's never been, you know, oh, I don't want to wear Like, is it uncomfortable? Of course. Do I like wearing it? Of course not. Mm -hmm. But it's never once been a question of, you know, well, I have the right to not wear it. So I'm just not going to wear it. And, you know, if people, I understand that everybody has their own free choice to an extent. But when it comes to such a basic request as to cover your mouth and nose with a piece of fabric, I just yeah. don't understand how that's an infringement on anybody's rights. I just don't understand it. Because then arguably wearing a seatbelt is an infringement on everybody's rights. Telling everybody to wear a shirt is an infringement, you know, like, so yeah. like that can spiral out of control, like wearing socks, like please wear socks, like, or please wear shoes, please wear underwear, please, you know. And all of those things are social co constructs, of course. But, you know, in certain kind of environments, it's just a, a very basic request. And I think to turn it into this constitutional argument is just so beyond my understanding. Yeah. It just, just keep it. I mean, just keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You have to wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Done. Done. <laughs> you know, like not even to think twice about it. Yep. Like, because you're telling me that me wearing a mask will save people's lives. Perfect. Right. Great. Or stop the spread. Yeah. So that, so that maybe maybe one day we can return to somewhat of how it used to be when you didn't have to have a mask at all. Maybe one day that can happen. If yeah. I have if I if that means I have to wear a mask right now to go to the grocery store, go to work, go work out even right now, then I'm going to wear a mask and it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean you did, so there, there are a lot of options. And there's again, a lot of options. The only yeah. time you have to wear it, I mean, even when you go out into the restaurants now, it's like, okay, well, if you're sitting at a table, you don't need to have it on. Yeah. Okay, so I just, you know what I mean? It's basically just when you're when you're kind of like moving from place to place, you're walking around um, near you know, a group of a lot of people, maybe more in contained, like confined areas that are not outside, like, you know, like just, just have it on. It's, it's, it's out of respect too. Right. And then I, what happens if you do get it, you know? Right. Like you're, you're then you're gonna think you back gonna and you're gonna be like, that, all I could, you know, I could have avoided all of this if I had just done X or if I. You just don't want to have that moment, like that oh shit moment, like oh, you know, now my family member is in the ICU on a ventilator, and it's like I could easily be at fault for that. Yeah. I just. We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost her life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. Just like all, you know, and of course, a lot of things that come with all of this is, you know, there haven't been any weddings or big gatherings or things like that. And like Julian and I thought back on our wedding, which didn't happen all that long ago. And I just thought like it wouldn't even be a question, like either have a small ceremony and get married or just put it off or both. Right. Like right. these people that are just like pushing the limits on weddings. Like I just. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm gonna I, stop complaining about people because I mean, there's I I can only control my behavior and I I think um I think we've seen like small like you said small yeah that's fine um but people trying to go full forward with like yeah. what they wanted like in the middle of pandemic like 
Right. I mean, th- you know what? Don't get mad if people don't show up then. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. don't don't have anything to say because it's, yeah. you know, everyone's trying to go on with their lives and get to somewhat of a normal, um, which we're, I feel like we're turning that direction and it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, but again, we're still in this thing. And to be honest with you, I don't see us coming out of it. Anytime soon. No, I, I think, you know, going into next summer, I think that wearing a mask is still going to be a thing. You know, could be, especially if, Never know. especially if we get blown up this winter. I'm certainly not going with this to disease. yeah, say like, oh, soon, you know, oh, or, or oh, by X date, because back in March, I was like, oh, August, like August will be like all done with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're in September and it's still and it's still like, honestly, not even it's on a down curve, Knockwood, but in certain places. Yeah. You know, I mean, we thankfully are in a state that's been handling it in a way that seems to be working in a state. Right. And we're able to, you know, do certain things that maybe other states aren't or shouldn't, I should say, like some of the states have just been like, oh, we're just going to do whatever. I don't care. I mean, states. Right. So totally. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and it, until the until the national government or the federal government provides some sort of aid or conditions some sort of aid there's no like incentive to follow any kind of federal like demand or guideline right and you know it's great to know that we're also the laughing stock of the world right now too because everyone mostly everybody else has seemed to figure out a process everyone has bought into it yeah but the u.s well that's the other problem is the other problem is people are looking into I, i know certain scandinavian countries had like they're they tout the fact that they were never on lockdown or they were never whatever like they were never as restricted as we are here in the states but i think again and this is like my brain being what it is like with my job like it's logically flawed because you cannot compare our government with virtually any other government so you can't say oh well because you know sweden or whatever decided that they weren't going to lock down at all and they've seemed to manage the disease well that's great but sweden doesn't have the same infrastructure as we do Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. You know, healthcare is very different over there. Mm-hmm. You know, the availability of healthcare is very different over there. The economy is very different over there. The, the, the culture, the overall culture. The culture, the climate. I mean, all of it yep. is different. So for you to just be like, well, I figured it. And that's what you hear from these people who are like, I'm over this. Okay, you're over it, but it's still a threat. Like, I'm over cancer. <laughs> like, I'm over cancer, right, like 110%. Right. So is everybody else. But it's still a threat, a very serious threat to most people. Right, right. But also like culturally, for example, right in Scandinavia, right, or we'll say Sweden, for example, um, their culture is or for, you know, you might say, hey, listen, guys, we got hit with a pandemic. So you're going to six feet social distance and you're going to wear a mask, too. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're like, okay, that's what that's what we're going to do. Right. Everyone does it a month later. Yeah. What's what what's COVID-19? Yeah. Because everyone I, yeah. did, everyone's social distance, everyone wore a mask, and you know what? You did it in a, in a way to where, like, you're still able to go on with your normal life. Yeah, I can't pretend to know that that's what they did or didn't do. No, I'm but, not saying that's what they did. Yeah, I'm but just I, saying that yeah. culturally, it's different in other countries. Yeah. Um, I, you know, again... There's I, respectful governments. Yeah, like, like... Or respected, I should say. Right, like, I, like I, sp- I spent a few years in Europe, so I, I kind of, like, it, the culture in certain European countries is, is very, like... If the government says one thing, it's kind of like you, you, you do it, you know, you don't really know if, ands, or buts, and everyone's kind of looking out for each other. I feel like almost more sometimes and, and wants to make sure that everyone else is okay, not just themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but um, on a positive note, um, for the, the number of people that I've seen being belligerent and, you know, flaunting their quote unquote rights to not follow any of the guidelines and not be considerate of their fellow humans, I've seen a lot of really kind people like come up and you've seen really really the power of you know people you know humankind being able to do good things as well 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you see everybody stepping up to the plate. You see, you know, and I know it can be difficult because there's a lot of things going on across the country that are non-COVID related, arguably or not arguably. And you know, you, you try to focus on the positive. So you focus on healthcare, you focus on healthcare workers, you focus on first responders, you fo- focus on, you know, the people who are, who are keeping, you know, even at grocery store workers, postal workers, everybody that's, you know, in the face of this disease, you know, that has just been kind of plugging along from day one. I think it's been refreshing to see, you know, the positivity that comes out of those people. That being said, I would really like to see them, you know, getting livable wages and something that they can sustain their life on for the job that they do, especially given that we've kind of learned from this pandemic, you know, we can't survive without those workers. We can't. Restaurant workers and food workers and, you know, your, your butcher shop, your farmer, your, you know, everything else that all these people that come into close contact with people and food and commerce, you know, products over commerce, uh, you know, you've learned the hard way that you can't survive without them. And that, you know, that goes for your local grocery store clerk, your local grocery store stock guy, you know, the people that keep these businesses running and, you know, it's pitiful a lot of the time what they get paid. And you just hope that circumstances like this expose the flaws in our capitalist system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully we can work towards making sure that everybody has a livable wage. Yeah. It shouldn't again, again, a topic for another podcast, but right. But yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't cost humans so much money to just be alive and to be healthy and well. Right. You know, I'm not saying give them, you know, a complete windfall of thousands and millions of dollars. Right. Or, no. or whatever. I understand that there's a chain and I understand that there's, you know, certain things that you can do to advance throughout your career and your job and your life. But there comes a time when, you know, we're just not compensating these people enough and they can't even live the most basic of lives. No, I agree. Um, and even like firsthand experience, like even like my employees, um, my, I don't know why I said mine, my employees, um, you know, coming in through this pandemic to ensure that they get a paycheck for their family. Um, what are they doing? Like they're putting their life, their family's life at risk to come in and get a paycheck. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's usually like the sole breadwinner a lot of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like we really need, again, to take a look at work and reevaluate what certain people get paid. And, and if you're working at least a 40 hour a week, you know, um, and if, if you're not making something to, to survive off of, you know, like we, we have to reevaluate that, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you have some people in this in this world with so much money they don't even know what to do with. And you yeah. have some people who are, are barely getting by. You right. know, and, and working, working their asses off, you know, right. Making sacrifices. So, yeah, that's been kind of another thing that I've kind of like to your point in terms of like making your own livelihood and, you know, corporate America and this and that and and billionaires that exist, unfortunately, uh, in our capitalistic society. I've really enjoyed kind of really putting my head into supporting local business and small business, whether it be a business that is, you know, local to my physical area, or it's just a small business that I really like that I found online or whatever the case may be. I really like to see those businesses selling out of their products because there's such a high demand for it. You know, being extremely successful across the board for, you know, certain markets uh, in small business has been really refreshing to see. And I hope that, you know, the focus on small business stays the way that it is now uh, going forward even past the pandemic because it's been really nice to just kind of yes you know i've been trying to get away from you know amazon ordering and trying to focus on etsy shops and uh, like i said small business um whether it be found on instagram or found by word of mouth or whatever the case may be um i just think that if you can 
kind of divert your spending to businesses like that, I think we're all better off because you're going to get a more quality product, you know, and you're going to be helping somebody feed their family as opposed to putting more money in Jeff Bezos' pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, but- uh, well said. I mean, again, I don't, I don't think hopefully now, you know, there's other measures um, put in place, you know, during this to where like, for example, if it does spark up again, you know, like you, you can't shut down everything again. You can't be like, all right, everyone, we're going back to the, to, mm-hmm. to ground zero yeah like you just can't do it like the, yeah the, i think the, the economy won't survive yeah but then also like all these local i mean so many people lost their business during this thing right you know um the fortunate ones were able to stay open you know are still trying to play catch or, yeah, up now just bounce back yeah trying to bounce back like you, you just you can't do it like you have to figure out another way to do it without shutting down the entire world again you know yeah i think and uh, honestly shutting down the world did it help like y- i did it like well that's the yes thing. when but you don't then, have everybody complying no. it doesn't work R- no one's gonna that's comply. the problem right that's right. the problem is that you have these assholes that don't you know from the jump that were like i'm not putting a mask on i have rights it's like but if you just did it for three weeks we wouldn't be in this you know what i mean like we arguably wouldn't be in this situation and i think that's been a, a pretty general consensus amongst health professionals that you know if we had just fallen in line when we were asked to we'd be okay by now hopefully i mean at least we'd have a higher chance of being okay now but you know that's the other side of the coin and i've thought a lot about this and i've read a lot of opinion pieces about this you know i i would agree that you know there comes a time where you know locking everybody down doesn't work and everybody has the freedom of choice and we talk about that a lot today the freedom of choice and you know making a sacrifice for others and making a sacrifice for your fellow humans you know when it's a very very small sacrifice i really don't see the downside to not making that sacrifice you know aside from just doing it to be an asshole but um in terms of you know uh making the choice as to whether now you want to go out and enjoy outdoor dining or if you want to go out and enjoy indoor dining i think that at this point we've come to the point where we kind of have to leave that choice to everybody i mean certainly have guidelines and say you know what you can't participate in this unless you do this simple task of wearing a mask like i'm down for that that's totally fine but i also think that you know people are starting to make the argument like oh well every year we have a flu season and you know not everybody gets vaccinated and there's no cure and you just kind of have to nurse it until it's better you know kind of let your immune system fight it out but we don't shut down the economy every flu season you know or we don't shut down the economy because whatever the whatever the risk may be yeah but right but there's a vaccine for for the flu and there's a diagnosis correct but the problem with the flu vaccine is we give it preemptively so from what i understand and i could be wrong on this everybody write back to me right in our uh, Instagram, WJT podcast on Instagram. Let me know if I'm wrong on this or let me know what your thoughts are on this. I, from my understanding is we try to nip the flu in the bud every year preemptively. So in other words, pharmacies and healthcare providers offer a certain vaccine for a certain strain mm-hmm. that they think is going to be prevalent. And then once the flu season is here, you know, they figure out what strain it is and they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, some people got the vaccine for this strain. Or, oh, shit, we were wrong and it's a different strain or there's right. three different strains right. and we only have one vaccine for one of the strains, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's a game a little bit with the flu because there's so many strains and they, you know, so I understand, you know, OK, we're not going to wait for a vaccine for every strain and make everybody get every strain vaccine every year. I get that because the flu is is one of those things that it has like it just mutates and it's got a million different strains. But it seems to me and from again, from my understanding is that this strain of coronavirus is one strain 
So once we have the vaccine for this strain, I would hope that would alleviate some of the issues. But again, you can't force people to get vaccines. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be sort of this, you know, get the vaccine if you want. I mean, I personally wouldn't go run out and get it the first week it's available. I mean, I don't think anybody would. You want to see what the side effects are. 100%. Make sure that it. Yeah. And then there's some people that are anti-vaccine and they don't, you know, so, so you're going to have those issues no matter what. So there's two sides of that coin. Like, okay, even if we do have a vaccine, not everybody's going to get it. So what does it matter if we have one or not? And then you have one, the, the other side that says, okay, let's at least wait till we have a vaccine. So at least we cut down the risks substantially. I still think it comes out the same. And I still think you're going to have, you're going to be hard pressed to tell people what to do at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, again, whatever the plan is moving forward, like I think, again, from what I've heard, it starts with having a vaccine, having people get vaccinated for this. Yeah. And I mean, will this thing always be around probably probably yeah. and if will people probably get it you know years on the road probably right, right. Because, like you said COVID-19 is a strain of what SARS right it's just yeah mm-hmm. so right so which has existed for I think a long so. time yeah right don't quote us on that but, right again I'm not the professional I don't know right so <laughs> um you know, you know so that's why that like you know measures need to be implemented to figure it out because obviously things are starting to reopen now things are getting a little bit better but people are also still getting diagnosed with yeah. this disease and people and nothing is consistent right which is scary and, and, and people are still dying from it and the yeah. thing is you know someone's like well you know people die from the flu it's all right you want to go to look at someone who lost their loved one to COVID 19 and say well you know people die from the flu right. so it's all good yeah no because that person didn't have to die that just speaks to what we've been saying this whole time and i just think it's a very simple sacrifice to wear a mask to protect your like literally it's that it's that simple social distance right and then wear a mask Mm -hmm. you know and again right now like it's almost too easy to wear a mask now because in half the places you go to they have them there or yeah well or you don't need to wear it you know if you're going out if you're going out to eat or you're going out to drink slash eat once you're sitting down you can take it off once you're sitting down you can take it off you Mm -hmm. you, uh, you know you you gotta go up to the bathroom okay you put it back on right but once you're sitting down, you take it off. So yeah. honestly, it's just like, you know, you know, what what's the difference now? And, and you can go out for drinks now again. So, I mean, the only thing is only difference between how it used to be and how it is now is the fact that um, you have to wear a mask when you're walking around. Yeah. And, you know, obviously in the work environment, especially in my work environment, like they're hardcore in this, but you have to, you have to social distance from each other. Right. You know? I know it's a pain in the ass, but again, like think about all the people who have died from this. Right. Thing, you know, and just have a little courtesy. I mean, right. And it's not, and I, I, I don't know this either, but you know, think about the amount of people who've died from this thing. Like how many people, how could it have been elite? Could, would they be alive today mm-hmm. if someone had worn a mask? Yeah. Or someone social distance then. Yeah, or, there or wasn't took a wedding, precautions. Or there wasn't, yeah. Right. Will, will, will that person still be alive today? Yeah. And, you know, that's all you got to say. And on that note, too, just, you know, um, it is September and um, football season did start. Which it is, did. Which it's, is, yeah, it's a little weird, but it started. It's a little weird without the fans. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, I, I agree. Like having that fan, that crowd and the fan noise really pumps you up, gets you going. But, you know, at least we're still able to watch the games. The games actually have been good so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I think some of the coaches got in trouble for Sunday because a lot of the coaches, uh, head coaches, weren't uh, on, the, on the sidelines or calling plays. They didn't have their mask on. They were like, yeah. it was like wearing it as a chin strap. I was and, watching like Mike Tomlin. He had his on. Yeah, because Monday night, last night, yeah. Monday night, um, Sunday after the games, then so I thought it was like at. all the coaches. So yeah. Monday night. You know, the Giants, the Steelers had uh, all the coaches had their masks on fully. Not once did you see their face. Yeah. And same with the Broncos and the Titans. I um, noticed. I, I don't think I noticed. I, I actually noticed the opposite. I noticed. I was like, oh, everybody's got their mask. Everybody that's not a player has their mask on. 
Yes, because the NFL chewed everyone's ass on Sunday for not doing it. I know. I'm saying before that, I thought I thought they were pretty, doing pretty good. I guess it must have been a couple of people that weren't doing it. It, it right was way. a bunch of teams yeah. um, that had, uh, you know, the coaches had their the mask down. So, yeah. um, you know, and I think that the big point of that is to like, let's we're not, you're on TV. Let's, you know, let's be role models here. Let's let's look the part, you know. Like, yes, we get tested every day, but right now I think the main thing is, you know, the protocol is to wear a mask, and also we're on TV. Let's look how we're supposed to look, you know, and create, you know, create a good example. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, now that football is coming, <laughs> look, at, look at Maxine. I know. She is Oh, so and, 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 you know, I had a glass of wine now, and I'm just going to say it because it's our podcast and I can. Um, but again, guys, like, you know, the kneeling thing, like, it's, <laughs> oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going there now. Yeah. Um, it's Check a out our Black Lives Matter episode. Do that. If you want to know more about our stance on that. But go ahead. Do that. Um, check out the Black Lives Matter episode. Um, but now it's season two. I feel a little bit more comfortable speaking, you know, kind of coming to our own. The only thing, honestly, it's actually a sign of respect. So everyone who is offended so by bye. it. Everyone who's offended by it, like, okay, cool, be offended by it. For whatever personal reason you have, be offended by it. But, but the whole point of it is supposed to be yeah. for respect. Admit that you're mad about it for reasons other than what you're saying yep oh and by the way <laughs> if you're one of those people who just like to talk about it and bitch about it and say i'm not watching anymore because of it put your money where your mouth is and don't watch them just don't watch but they're because they you will, know what though be, because you know what like no one wants you to watch yeah but they will though that's the <laughs> funny thing like they'll they'll say oh i'm not gonna watch till they're blue in the face and it's like you're gonna watch Come i mean you know you don't, I, you're not passing up your wings and your fucking pabs you know I, like I, I i've seen all these things you know i've been I've been bleeding blue since 50 you know two uh, or whatever 52. like that <laughs> you know but you know i'm you know the new one i'm not just okay don't need to post on facebook just don't watch if you yeah. don't want to watch then don't watch you know yeah. but again the 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 whole the whole Unity thing of, and kneeling the yeah. whole the whole idea of it is to be respectful is to be patriotic and i'm sorry this, i'm a veteran i know most you know a lot of times and during these conversations no one wants to ask me but the kneeling is being that's because they don't want to know what you have to say uh, oh that's fine yeah. um the well here you go i'm gonna tell yeah. you the kneeling is more patriotic than the people who have a problem with it, who all they do is piss and moan on, on, on social media about it. Everyone taking a knee and, 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 and having unity and doing it is more patriotic and more American than freaking being offended by it and, and getting all pissed and mo pissed off by it. You know what I mean? Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. Mic, mic, mic drop. And again, also, like other vets out there, who there are so many people who don't agree with it, and that's fine. Listen, uh, this is just my opinion. I'm a vet. I, I have that Your right. Your opinion has evolved, too. I think that's important to highlight. Well, well. Also, it's evolved because every time I've said position, every time I've said why the reason for it, I again go back to my Colin Kaepernick story, and a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, I, I actually I didn't know that." You know, some yeah, people said I mean, that. Other I people just, don't want to don't want to believe that. They're like, "Well, you know what? It's disrespectful in my eyes." Okay, it's disrespectful in your eyes, but you know what? Like the whole intent of it was not to be disrespectful. So if you want to be offended by it, be offended, but don't hate on the people who did it because think, they're doing it out of patriotism. Yeah, I think I think your perspective has evolved so much because you've learned more about the purpose behind it because i remember we had this com when we were having this conversation two plus years ago you were like, like three I, plus yeah. three yeah like yeah. whatever how long however long ago it was it was several football seasons yeah. ago when it was first happening and you were like i understand why they're doing it but like as a as a 
United States Army veteran, like I'm going to make sure that I stand for the flag. And now you're kind of just like, I'll be right there next to you type of thing. We, we need change. Yeah. You know, and, and you know what? And people want to say, oh, well, you know, you're athletes, you get paid less money, just play the game. No, nah. no. You have a you platform. You have it. You have a platform. Use that platform. And guess what? The thing that's been pissing people off the most is the fact that they are actually influencing change. Yeah. And that's it's making people more enraged. The yeah. fact that now the NFL has bought into this. Yeah. The NFL was on board with this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know there's still a lot of people out there who won't won't watch for whatever reason, but, you know. Oops, um, I don't believe that. You, you, you know, but the NFL is on board for for justice, on board for change, on board to make things right, right? And that's more American, that's representing the flag more than people who are, who don't want change, who want to stick to how it used to be, who, you know what I mean, who get offended for personal reasons. You got to think bigger on this. Think bigger than, than, than what, you know, you may say, well, my, you know, uncle or so my best friend, I get it. Like, you know, that you may, may have died for this country and for that flag, but they died for exactly right the what for example what the kneeling represents that's what that's what they died for and that goes a lot longer than just standing there saying i'm a good american putting your hand your hand over your heart and being a freaking hypocrite Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so what what i'm saying is like that is that's what makes that right there makes us american yeah that right there is who we are you know to influence change to stand up for what we believe in that's what we do as americans you know and and you got all these people who who hate it and you know for again their their personal reasons who don't you know my opinion see the bigger picture um but i i see that the kneeling is is just as patriotic as saluting the flag as yeah as saluting the flag or putting your, your hand over the flag i see it's just as or if not even more yeah because now you're taking the stand that you know that people whoever isn't gonna like agreed so i'm sorry i kind of went off no, on a little rant you. there <laughs> Um, you know, certain yeah. thing again, certain social things have been um, on my mind lately. I've been doing a lot of research and you know, really have been thinking about it and putting my as own a byproduct of quarantine, which is why it's fitting, right? You know, putting my own thoughts into it. And again, just as a country, um, we need to you know continue to progress and we need to we need to continue to change and be together, united, united. But we're unfortunately divided right now. And you know, it, it's it's not about socialism, capitalism. It's just about being together and helping each other through this. And we've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of unity um, and a lot of division, and a lot of sure. division. And we gotta we gotta continue to work to progress and come together. And you know what? Like, if you don't want to change that, you know, I, I don't know what people who don't want to change want to live back how it was and what in the fifties. Then you know that's fine. But like, yeah. don't don't say shit. You know, just live in your keep bubble. It, keep it to yourself. Live in your bubble and just freaking live out the rest of your life. You know, yeah, don't stop the rest of us from evolving. Right, and like, and then that goes back to the beginning of this episode when I talked about you know we are consistently evolving and changing and adapting. And as the years go on, times go on, people change, things change, new generations. Yeah, it's crazy. Like nothing will ever be how it was fifty years ago, and and every fifty years, people can say that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we evolved. I mean, from a from a you know national security perspective, we evolved after nine eleven. You know, we evolved. It was like you see these little you know nuggets of history, and I don't mean to say little nuggets. I just say like you know nine eleven was one day. You know, um, with tremendous loss for our country, and we kind of you know pivoted and made and made the changes necessary to keep our people safer. And you know, we're still we're still trying to accommodate you know 
9-11 cancer and, you know, the FDNY, the SDNY to, uh, you know, make sure that they're healthy and make sure they get the healthcare that they need for 9-11 related cancers and illnesses. So that's still kind of something that we're, we're kind of changing for. And it's, it kind of screams to the fact that, you know, our healthcare system has a long way to go. You know, this pandemic has showed us that our, our healthcare system has a long way to go, but, um, I'm hoping that, you know, some, some silver lining to some of this is that we're, we're realizing where our shortcomings are and realizing how we can be a better country. And then, you you know, just to kind of wrap things up, I think I've taken a lot of time to to appreciate, you know, the little things in terms of, you know, when I'm sitting in my house and everything's quiet and there's nothing really going on and I'm just kind of relaxing. I just, I take those moments more seriously now. And I think that being in a quarantine type of situation makes you in tune to that. You know, you, you think about your loved ones a lot more. You think about, you know, free time and how valuable it is and your mental health. And, you know, cause a lot of people thrive off of human contact. And when you're deprived of that, you, it sends you into a tailspin or you have depression or anxiety or whatever. I know I deal with anxiety. Julian deals with anxiety. You know, I, I would argue that everybody deals with some level of anxiety. And I think that the quarantine situation exposed a lot of that. And it also forced us to confront a lot of that. So, you know, when I'm just kind of sitting on my couch in my living room, and I like just said a couple of minutes ago, I said, look at how cute the cat is in her little cat hut. Because that's something that like, I'll just look at her sitting in her little cat hut. And I'm like, oh, how lucky am I to have that little kitty? and my house and my and my health and you know all the things in my house and you know non-material things like relationships and family and stuff like that you just think about how lucky you are to have all those things so you know when i'm sitting my ass on the couch uh at the end of a long week and i don't want to be around anybody it's like yeah you can blame quarantine for that because now i'm used to it and i like my candles and just to sit alone (laughs) yeah so any other final comments thoughts concerns i think that's all i have is wrapped it up for now for now because you know we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back hit us up wjdpodcast at gmail.com wjdpodcast on instagram let us know kind of what you want to hear from us um as always we are an open book and we are willing to take listener input in terms of what kind of content you want to hear on our episodes we're kind of sliding into a series of more serious topics with us um while we're definitely going to be pursuing you know more guests and we're going to have more travel blogs and we're going to have more games and stuff like that we're definitely going to have a good amount of you know more serious topics and topics that we think that our audience would benefit from so if there's anything in any kind of vein again we, we really don't limit ourselves in terms of topic area so if there's anything that you guys can think of that you want to hear us talk about or you want to hear trying to get on our show for if you're an expert in any area or if you want us to get a guest uh, you know to to weigh in on some of the heavier topics uh let us know reach out let us know yeah absolutely even if you're you know um maybe like against certain things for example if you maybe if you you don't want to wear a mask and you know think you know or if you you know you if you are offended by the kneeling like you know like seriously reach out to us yeah let's have an intelligent conversation conversation. yeah Yeah, you know relax everyone has some wine yeah but let's talk you know we're Um, just talking yeah we're just talking so all right guys thanks again for tuning in we appreciate you uh everyone be safe till next time till next time and we're just talking perfect perfect hosted on dimlywit.com